In this episode of Up and to the Right, we'll explore this apparent conflict, and I'll share my own journey that started when I decided to cover this topic. Pricing can be an intimidating subject. Take time to refocus your attention to the fact that you're providing a valuable product or service. Did you hear that? Valuable. Keep it in mind. You are giving to your customers, not just taking from them. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. Stephen Krause here with Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense podcast where we focus on blending your passion with proven business principles and practical action that empowers you to create your unique impact. This is not a podcast about buzzwords or short-term trends. This is about proven business principles and how to apply them in your unique way. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash up and to the right. All one word. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your, for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So in the news this week, uh, there was a report that came out from the uh, from CBiz, and I have a link in the show notes to this, that um, monitors the SBEI, which is the Small Business Employers Index, and that's about 4,000 companies. And basically the, the result of the, the survey was that hiring decisions were basically flat. Uh, 51% of small businesses hadn't made any changes in their staffing, 24% had increased staff, and 25% had decreased staff. And so basically, if you're not moving your staff around a lot, you're in good company in terms of small business. And uh, that's about it. Uh, this week in Breaking the Buzz, we're going to talk about the word evergreen. In the plant world, an evergreen is a plant that doesn't lose its leaves in the winter, and which everybody knows. In business, the concept... Uh, is content that doesn't go out of date or at least has a really long shelf life. And it's not really true. Nearly all content needs to be updated or adapted at some point. But the idea is that we need to refer to content that has a longer shelf life than um, maybe uh, you can imagine the about page on your website should be fairly evergreen. What your company's about, who you are as a company, that doesn't change a whole lot versus your latest product page, which might, you know, change uh, very regularly. And so uh, on a, uh, the impact on us as business people is simply to understand what the concept is. Uh, and uh, so when someone says, hey, I'm doing this thing and it's evergreen, you know, are they really creating something that's going to last forever or are they creating something that's going to have uh, a longer um, relevancy than than something else, um, or are they just trying to sound uh, like they read an article on the internet? Um, there's no real problem with this word, but it does have boundaries, and it's important not to use it out of in in context where it really doesn't apply. Um, evergreen is a pretty uh, it's high praise that you have something that's evergreen. Uh, versus just saying, you know, this is this is a good year-long thing. This is good for a couple years or whatever. Uh, information changes so rapidly right now that uh, I think the word has to be used with a certain amount of um, reservation. So hitting the books this week, we're going to talk about the one-page marketing plan by Alan Dibb. Um, what I like about this book, and I, if I had 
put this all together last week, I would have used this book for last week's episode because uh, it fits very well with um, a, a marketing program. But I like it so much that I didn't want to push it to another marketing-specific podcast. So uh, it it has basically a, a one-page marketing plan template that has nine boxes. And uh, the rows are, the top row is for prospects, the second row is for leads, and the final row is for customers. And then there's three boxes in each row. And so the first row, you say, what do you do um, for your prospects? Uh, you know, what is, it, the first row helps you identify your target market. The second the second block helps you, how do you message to your market? And that would fit very well with um, the, uh, you know, maybe the promotion aspect of the worksheet that we did last week. And then that last column or that last uh, block in the worksheet talks about the media that you will use to re reach your target. So basically the marketing channel that you would use. And then the second row that talks about leads is um, how do you capture leads? How do you... Um, uh, remember who you're supposed to be talking to. And then the next block is how do you nurture them? How do you work with them until they decide to be a customer? Um, or how do you work with them while they're in the lead phase? And then the last block of that particular row is what's your sales conversion strategy? And then finally, the last row is what do you do when they're a customer? So the first block is um, talking about uh, uh, what kind of experience you, you want your customers to have. And the second block is talking about how um, you're going to continue to work with the customer so they stay a customer for a long time. And then finally, how do you get them to refer other people to your business? So those are, are it's a, it, like I said, it's a nine-block uh, template, um, pretty simple, and it's a great worksheet to as a, as a complement to the four-piece worksheet that we did last week. Um, really like it. And I think it's a, a good addition to any small business marketing marketing plan. For the listeners of Up and to the Right, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can try their service and get a copy of the one-page marketing plan for free. I only advertise products that I use and I can fully endorse. And I use Audible every single day. Um, love it. And I uh, can't recommend it anymore. Um, and sign up for for a free trial and download and and get the one page marketing plan as your as your free trial for, by Alan Dibb today. So let's move on to the main topic here. Uh, should should professional professional service providers put pricing on their websites? I, I got to tell you, this has been a really interesting um, experiment experience. When I decided to do this topic, I really thought I knew the answer, um, and I I felt like well. Um, you know, this is, this is going to be pretty cut and dry. But um, as it turned out, uh, uh, it was more interesting than that and um, definitely worth doing uh, uh, the research that we did to do this. The first thing I want to say, though, before I move on is if you're selling something that can be easily substituted, a commodity, or um, if you compete on price, uh, then pricing is part of your competitive strategy and you absolutely have to have pricing on your website or as soon as your customer clicks it, expects to see the pricing and doesn't, says, okay, now I can't compare this vendor to another, and I'm going to move on to the next vendor who has this product that I can work with. So uh, we're not talking about commodity products here. 
But if you provide professional services, uh, then uh, you have, you know, like I said, I thought I had the answer. I thought I knew exactly what the answer would be. But uh, the, the research was confounding because when you, when you do research on this, all of the talking heads and the uh, people that, that are writing about this say, yeah, you should absolutely put uh, pricing on your website, almost without exception. Almost without exception, the, the tendency for, the, for people writing about this, they say, do it. Put, writing, put, put pricing on your website. But when you start looking at service professional websites, you find very few of them, if any of them, have pricing on their websites. And I thought, well, that's, that's crazy. What, why would we be so disconnected uh, from what alleged experts are saying to do versus what we are willing to do uh, as, as service providers? And so I thought about, okay, what do, what do the customers want? When I click a website, and, and this is largely true for myself as well, when I click a website and I'm looking for a product or service, I fully expect to be able to find out how much it's going to cost. I expect it. And so uh, when, so I want numbers. I want numbers that are easy to find and I want simple pricing models that I can understand. We, as customers, we want to know what we're potentially getting ourselves into and whether or not a specific provider is, um, air quotes, within our price range. And that's a perfectly fair and reasonable position. In fact, it's a critical position if you want to run a sustainable business. You have to be, you have to be in control of your costs. So let's turn that around. What do service providers want? Well, let's be, let's be frank about this. We want control of the narrative. We want to control how the conversation goes. We want to explain the value and the benefit before we provide a price. By the time we give you a price, we want you to think you are getting the best deal ever, right? We want you to understand that it's an investment that you'll be making that will lead to something even more awesome than you already imagine. And so while it's important to be in control of your finances and want to know the price right, right out of the gate, it's also important and just as critical to be open to getting the expertise outside of your strengths to create that same sustainable business. And so, as I mentioned, most of the research says add the pricing to your website. And most sites that I looked at don't have it. And, and guess what? If you go right now, March 8th, which this won't be out on March 8th, but we're, we're recording on March 8th. Um, if you go to the website right now uh, on beyond50percent.com, guess what? There's no pricing. It says contact us. I, I want you to contact me so that we can talk about what you need, and then I can give you a better idea of what kind of pricing we're talking about. So I, I fall squarely into the, the camp of um, wanting to be able to make sure that customers understand the benefit and uh, feel like maybe a pricing page does, is not going to do that properly. So why wouldn't we want to show pricing? There's two two things that came up as I did my research. Thing number one, we don't want to scare off customers, okay? And that's understandable. We don't want our customers to go, oh, that's too much. I got to go somewhere else. 
And the second thing is, we don't want to show our competition what we're doing. And, okay, so let's talk about each of those things. Will you scare off your customers? Maybe. You might scare off some people who either don't really know what to expect for your marketplace or for that kind of service, or some that just aren't in your price range. You know, that they're just not. And you've actually done them a service by letting them know that that's not something that, that your particular service offering is not an option for them because then they can spend their time looking for something else, something that will work for them until maybe they get to the point where what you have to offer is a good value for them. Okay? So if that's the case, they weren't a good fit to begin with. They would not have been part of your ideal target market and it would have been uncomfortable for you and for them to try to force a fit. So in essence, probably a good idea for them to go find another solution, whatever that might be. So what about letting your customers know what your pricing is? What, what is, we don't want to do it, but why? Why don't we want to let, to let our customers know what the pricing is? Are we worried that, what, what are they going to do? They're going to lower their price to meet ours? Let them. We already talked about, last week we talked about the race to the bottom. If they want to lower their prices because they think we're competition to them, fine. Lower their, let them lower their prices. We're not lowering ours. Let them lower theirs. That's fine. If they want to compete on price, let them be that company. You need to turn around and say, how can I make sure that my message is about value? That I am providing really good value to my clients or customers, right? The other possibility is maybe they raise their prices because they were charging less. Okay, that reduces their differentiation because now they're not price competitive. They're just on par. And it also forces them to bring their A game. Because whatever they were doing before for, for their lower price, they now have to do that plus whatever it is that you do in order to compete. So, okay. So I, when I looked at that, I said, well, why, don't I, why do I care if my, customer, my competition knows what my pricing is? Does it matter? Really? Um, it's about creating our own sustainable business and not getting consumed by what the, the competition is, is thinking or doing. If our business is, is sustainable and working, what our competitors do is a tertiary thing. And we don't need to be, I mean, we always need to watch the competition, but we need to understand, is our business successful? Because we will never know enough about their business to really understand how all the pieces put, to, put together. You know, how do they fit? How is their pricing structured next to their cost structure? Unless they're going to sit down and open their books to us, which they're not likely to do, we're not going to ever know how their pricing relates to their costs. And, and that's critical information to understand how it relates to our own business. So let's not get focused on that. I'm, I'm much more concerned about how our customer responds to an offer than how our competitor responds to an offer. So let's get back to that customer. Nearly any time that uh, I'm looking for a, a product or service, like I said before, I am looking for pricing. I want to know what, I'm, what price range I'm in uh, or I move on to the next option. 
there are um, there have been solutions from CRMs to uh, inventory control uh, databases, um, any number of products that I have looked at. And if the information of pricing is not available on their website, I move immediately away, gone. Because there's too many other options in the marketplace. I don't have to waste my time trying to dig up pricing from that particular vendor. So from that perspective, as a customer, I would tell you, I want your pricing on the website. I want to be able to see it because that's the only way that I'm going to keep the attention of a customer. I risk losing the attention of a customer that wouldn't have been a good fit, but the only way I'm going to keep the attention of a customer that might be a good fit is to give them the information they need and trust them to make a good decision. So one, I want to make a note here. Just because you list pricing on your website does not mean that you don't need to have um, some value proposition, buzzword alert. You don't need to have some kind of explanation of the benefit um, surrounding that pricing to, um, to help your customers understand. How many times have you gone to a website and they have three things that they're offering? They have either a low-cost or free version, they have a middle version, and then they have the highest tier, and the middle one is usually a little bit above the rest, and it says most common, or no, not most common, um, usually um, most popular. And, um, the, and, and in each box, it shows what the value is, you know, what, what comes with that particular product. So the, in the free version, you get uh, 100 downloads, and in the, in the uh, middle version, you get 1,000 downloads plus priority uh, customer support. And then when the high-tier version, you get all these other features on top of that that um, you go, oh, okay, I probably don't need that. But then the, on the free version, there's the, the tier that, that, oh, well, that doesn't have that critical feature of having 100 downloads. I've got to have that. There's no way I can get around it. So uh, $9.99 a month and I'm in, right? So uh, you, you, that, that isn't the only way to frame an offer, but the idea is to be able to say, okay, I have a pricing page, but I'm going to have to be able to translate the value of my offer or my product in, uh, in a way that conveys what I need to, but also provides the customer that end price that they're looking for. And so I, we want to be able to explain the value and we want the customer to be able to rationalize the expense before they either click to go to another website or before they, they click to contact us so that we know that they're comfortable or at least uh, interested to take the next step. And so this has been pretty crazy. Like I said, uh, the Beyond 50% website right now, there is no pricing. And uh, when I put the Beyond 50% website, when we started to build it, uh, I felt it was better to build a relationship with a potential client and show them the value before we had the pricing discussion. Why? Because I want them to understand the benefit before they get the number. But after looking at this, I, I'm starting to put together a pricing page. Now, by the time you listen to this, it may already be up. Um, it won't be up probably by the time this goes live. So if you're listening to it on the, on the you know, as soon as it comes out on iTunes or, or uh, Stitcher or TuneIn or Google Play, um, you might not get it right then. But pretty soon, 
we're going to have a pricing page because after doing this uh, research, I felt like, wow, you know, um, the, the customers that are a good fit aren't going to be scared off by our pricing. They're going to understand the message that we have. They're going to understand the value of having uh, a business advisor on their team. And it's not going to have, that's not going to be the problem. The problem is making sure that, that we are a good fit for that company. And so how are we going to, how are we going to do our pricing page? Well, since it's not done yet, I can't give you the exact, oh, well, it's done this way with this many things and, and has these tables and this narrative. But what I will tell you is that I want to make sure the the focus is to make sure that it fits both needs. So we're going to take the customer's need to get a number and we're going to match it with our own need to, uh, to, um, show the value and the benefit of working with us um, in order to get to that pricing number. And so after looking into this, uh, you know, I wish I could go out and say, okay, yeah, you got to have pricing on your website. Um, Honestly, I can certainly understand why you might choose not to. And that is evidenced by the fact that, you know, on the Beyond 50% website right now today, there is no pricing page. So I get it. I totally understand that. But um, when, I, when I started thinking about it, what do we risk? We risk losing customers that weren't a good fit anyway. Okay. Um, and we risk losing customers to a low-cost provider, maybe, if they can find one. But since nobody puts their prices on their websites, even the low-cost providers aren't doing it. So... Uh, that, that isn't necessarily a risk. And if they work with somebody that isn't a good fit or doesn't have the, the qualifications that you do, and they might come back and say, well, those, those, that other, that other organization was a little more expensive, but, um, but it looks like they have the right qualifications. We'll give them a call. So I don't think we have a whole lot to lose. And I, I honestly don't think we have we, I, I don't even care about the competitive question. I don't dig through competitors' websites to figure out what they charge. I don't care what they charge. I, if they have success and they're doing good work for customers, that's great. I have no complaint about that. There is so much room for what we do in the business community that, that that's fine. We still have 50% of small businesses going out of business in the first five years. So we got to stop that. And if, and if it takes a more, uh, more uh, business advisors to stem that tide, I am totally okay with that. Um, so I don't care what our com- competitors are doing. And I think the only customers we lose are customers that wouldn't have been a good fit. So what's the point in not doing it? Uh, at the same time, like I said, there may be an environment or a business decision or a business strategy that, that makes that less workable for whatever reason. Maybe you do, you exclusively do work by project. And so you have to understand the scope of the project before you can make any kind of commitment in terms of price. Well, that's fair, right? That's a perfectly fair position to take. And so I'd love to to say that based on my research, I had come up with the definitive answer of all time, but um, the, the only definitive answer I have is that it depends. But um, for us at Beyond 50%, what it means is we're going to make some changes. 
And that's part of what business is about. You learn stuff. You uh, say, oh, well, that's interesting. That's not what we're doing. I wonder why. And let's make some changes. So I guess the summary there is that uh, I think with some planning, reviewing, uh, and the inevitable multiple rewrites, hopefully we'll come up with a page that that uh, provides pricing that is both accessible and transparent, that demonstrates value and also gives the customer what they need. So that's where I'm going to leave that. This week, the tools that we used were um, three articles that I'm going to post the show notes for uh, on um, on the show notes page, which will be uh, b50p.info forward slash U-A-T-T-R-016. And um, they're episodes from, or uh, uh, articles from uh, HubSpot, Passion for Business, and um, Milo.co. And they're worth looking at. They're a sample of the research articles that I found for this uh, podcast episode. Um, not all inclusive, but certainly worth taking a look at. I felt like they were the best uh or I shouldn't say best, they were a broad representation of what I found as I was researching this topic. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. If you enjoyed this episode of Up and to the Right, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to visit b50p.info forward slash UATTR016 to get the show notes for this episode, along with any downloads or other resources that were mentioned. Remember that strong, fair pricing allows you to create and sustain a business that benefits your customers and community. Let's roll up our sleeves and get to work.